Alright, here we go. Podcast in Murray Bridge with the big fella. Got Nath here. Um, Nath's our leak detection manager. Sitting here next to me, we've just gone on a um, uh, bit of a failed field trip. <laughs> bit of a flop. What do you reckon? Yeah, a bit of a flop. <laughs> Can't win them all. But uh, no, nah, we'll... Um, We'll fill you in on that later on. Now, mate, I wanted to do a you know a bit of a semi-serious podcast, something that I feel might be pretty, you know, I know it, well, I know it was close to your heart. Um, so I wanted to do one on you know mental health. Um, so I guess I wanted to start with, um, and I got my question here. Um, I know you know I know it's something you're really passionate about. Yeah. Um, advocating for it within the workplace um, environment. So I guess guess I just want to know, you know. A bit about your story about why you're so passionate about mental yep. health in, yep. in life and also you know p- predominantly within the workplace yeah so um i guess i'll start with with when i was younger um it sort of wasn't like a thing that was acknowledged when i was growing mm. up it was sort of something that you were like um like don't get me wrong like family beautiful all that sort of stuff but it was something that wasn't really acknowledged as like a you know mental health it was just something you weren't you weren't feeling good or like you were just a bit flat or something like that um and then yeah it was all like that through my like teenage years you know i'd be you know i'd wake up feeling like that that sort of flat not really wanting to get out of bed not really wanting to do anything kind of thing and it sort of exacerbated a little bit more into sort of i guess kind of sort of like an anger sort of thing as I grew mm. older mm. and I didn't know what it was because I'd, I'd never been exposed to it I guess and then I met my wife now who's who's had a pretty um, rough upbringing um, in that respect uh, with mental health and things like that um, and she sort of enlightened me to you know there's something more than you just being flat and upset there's actually you know it could be a, a chemical imbalance or something that's hereditary or something um, and once I actually had that acknowledgement and stuff like that and realised that there was something going on yep. in my head that is not necessarily right. I understood it a lot more and I understood what was going on yeah, and all those sorts of things. And ever since then, um, I think it's just something people need to be so much more aware of because it can be a really delicate situation mm. with people and you don't always know that someone is is struggling because it's not always something that's put to the forefront yeah. of someone kind of thing, if Definitely. you know what I mean. Yeah, Definitely. so... I'm just passionate about it because I never was, never knew anything about it, and I was never exposed to anything when I was younger, up until probably you know four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's just something I've been really wanting to sort of get the confidence to talk about and not push it on people, but make people more aware. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. that's important. And I guess I, you know, do you think that you know being a because I, I, so I would sometimes look at you and think, like, you look, you know, that saying people say, like, you're six foot and bulletproof. Yeah. Whereas for you, it's six foot eight. Yeah. yeah. So, do you, does, I don't know, does that, do you feel there's a bit more, like, pressure on your shoulders when you're, like, Absolutely. a, you yeah. know, a definitely masculine dude? Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that um, that's one of the, the biggest playing parts in, in mm. who I am anyway. Um, people just expect you to be, you know, a big bloke, you're fine, you know, there's nothing wrong with you, look at you, you you're tall, you you know, you held it a good stead, like in sporting facets and things like that. Yeah. I think it's sort of a stigma that's that's put on people. Like if you if you look like you should be okay, mm. people think you're okay. Yeah. And it's not always the case. Um, and I think it goes a lot hand in hand with like a toxic masculinity aspect as well because 
you know, growing, growing up playing football all my life, like toxic masculinity is a big thing mm-hmm. that's in football clubs. And unfortunately, it is still in a lot of football clubs. Something you're trying to stamp out of it. And sometimes, you know, you go to the old saying, just toughen up, you'll be, you'll be fine. And it's still so prevalent nowadays. Yeah. And it's just, it's not something that should be said. So what, uh, can you fill me in and what, what do you, what do you mean by like toxic, toxic masculinity? It's just like, you know, just, like that footy club culture, is yeah. That? Oh, it's not just footy club culture as well. I think it's sort of like a like a boys' club culture, if you know mm. what I mean. Like, you know, you're not allowed to show your emotion. Blokes aren't allowed to cry. If your mates see you crying, you get called, you know, piss weak and yeah. stuff like that. Like, yeah. it's, I still don't feel like it's accepted for blokes to properly show their emotion without getting, you know, shreds torn off. Yeah, them, sort definitely. of thing. And it's it's a really hard thing. You know, like you said, I'm a big bloke and stuff like that. You'd think I'd just get on with it. But I'm, you know, as you'd probably know, I'm I'm a big softy, like, really, mm. when it comes to mm. it. Like, I wear my heart on my sleeve. And I've learned now to, you know, I'm not scared to show my emotions or anything like that now. And I think that's really important for, for all males because I think not just males, but people in general have have a big thing of holding in things and keeping things to themselves. And I've learned from my own personal journey and perspective that, the more you hold things in, the worse it gets. Yeah. It doesn't get better. Yeah. Yeah. So have you come a long way with the, um, you know, the ang- you know, when you're saying that it manifested with anger? Yeah. yeah so do time. you, you know, do you have strategies now to, 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 to deal with that better than you used to? 100%. Um, so the biggest thing that helped me was when I first actually went to go and see someone. That was a massive step for me. That was very, very hard to actually mm. take that first, bet. first jump and admit, you know, I'm not okay. There's yeah, something yeah. going on, and the way it manifests most of the time is is in anger. Yeah, and I don't like that. I don't want to be a violent person or anything like that. I'm not saying I'm like physically violent or anything like that, but you know, I'd yell easily. I'd get frustrated inside, and I wouldn't know how to mm. to get it out, and it just manifested in anger. Yeah. Um. So strategies now, I do practice a lot of mindfulness. You know, through the day, I'll take you know 15, 20 minutes. I'll pull over somewhere wind the windows down, you know, look outside, just taking the, the surroundings, the sounds, smells, everything like that, just try and shut off. And it might not sound like much, but it does, yeah. honestly. It it's honestly like a circuit helps. breaker. Yeah, it helps so much. It does. It disconnects you from yep. from everything else that's going on. Um, and just, just little things to sort of acknowledge when I'm feeling, when I'm not feeling good or when I'm feeling, you know, depressed which yeah. is now what i can call it not flat when i'm feeling depressed or i've got anxiety or anything like that i'll get up i'll go for a walk yeah i'll, I'll occupy myself with something healthy yeah. whether it be a walk whether i go to the gym you know whether i go down to the reservoir with my wife do something nice and sort of mm. you know not take your mind off it but promote something healthy yeah like something a good feeling so do you, do, it sounds like you might feel, you might be a bit more like woke to it now 100%. when you're feeling it. Like, is that, Big time. would that be yeah. true? I can definitely identify when, when I'm not, when I'm not right. Put it that way. Mm. Like, um, there'd be times, you know, a couple of years ago, I'd, I'd wake up for work, um, and I, I physically, like literally could not get out of bed. I couldn't pull myself just, it, out what, of like bed. It manifests into like a it, physical... I just, I just felt like I, I had a ton of weight on me and I yeah. could not get up out of bed and I was like, what the hell's wrong with me? Like, so I had zero exposure to it and mm. I was, I did not know 
what was going on. I didn't know how to battle it. I didn't know how to combat that. Yeah. Now I understand what it is. Now I understand what's going on. You know, I might wake up and feel like that now, mm. but mm. you know, I'll think of things that I'm thankful for. I'll think of things that I've got to look forward to, mm-hmm. and it sort of flips a little switch in my mind, and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's. It's actually not too bad, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm okay sort yeah. of thing. You know, all right, let's just get real. For instance, you know, I sent you an email the other day yep. um, just with some general like business, um, you know, frustrations, not, not necessarily about you, but I yep. think I would say that two years ago, I would have got a hell of a lot of a different email back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, I can so. feel like you're just definitely a bit more centred and like, um, you know, uh, I don't know, you know, less like pop-offy. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's true. Like it it's definitely helped how do I put it? In a professional sense as well. Like yeah. I know how to control um my frustration. I don't let my depression or anxiety manifest in anger now. And yeah, hundred percent right. Go back three years and I probably would have called you up yeah. and ripped your head off or, you know, took it as a personal attack where I was like, okay. Yeah, no, I, I think I that's the difference, the big yeah. difference actually. It's yeah. like you, now you seem better at separating yourself yeah. from like the, this is not necessarily a dig at me, for instance, 100%. but it's, you know, yeah, that yeah. seems and to be a definite thing. I'm, I'm the same with um, with my wife as well. Like, you know, we'd get in, you know, you know, silly couples arguments and things like that and I would take it as like a personal attack sort of thing. Yeah. And the way my mind used to work is you know just blow up and get frustrated and you know say stuff you don't mean and just get really angry all the time whereas now i'll just be like hang on a minute just reason with yourself for a second take a step back take a few deep breaths process what's actually going on and the information you've been given yeah and then come back with with i mean not necessarily correct response all the time but a better response than just exploding yeah yeah kind of thing it's definitely helped me big time i think does does that do you think that comes back to the the, the mindfulness like where you yeah you can feel the, the circuit breaker yeah, yeah. The circuit breaker yeah definitely like I would do that um, you know more often than not when I was first first learning about it and stuff like that because I was still learning, learning to cro- control my anger yeah I would use that so much through the day and it would just yeah. it would help me slow down yeah sort of thing if you know what I mean like I'd um, just take five minutes here five minutes there and I'd be like hang on you know this is working for me I'm not getting as pissed off and angry. Yeah. This is actually a thing that works. Yeah. And it's it's that's really great. good to have strategies like that that Definitely. you can put in place and stuff. Yeah, awesome. for sure. Um, w- I want to just go back to footy for a second. Yep. And um, I'd like to, to for you to maybe speak on like the what footy means in your life and how it also helps you. Like, because yep. I'm guessing that, um, you know, the exercise aspect and the getting around the boys and yep. all that is probably like something that is a constant in your life that helps you with the yeah the mental health thing yeah definitely um i mean i did i did obviously touch on before that you know you've got your, your football clubs there's a lot of toxic masculinity there and stuff like that mm. i sometimes think that, that that is a massive it's a defense mechanism sometimes and a front for people who are actually struggling yeah, as well i'll agree and um i know for a fact that there's i could probably name you know five or six blokes in my footy club who are exactly the same who suffer from exactly the same um as me yeah and you know talking about it amongst your peers helps so much especially in a, a football club environment yeah um yeah but f- footy's it's it like everything to me i've played it since i was you yeah. know year in year two and three at, at um at school and i mean it sort of didn't 
And you've got a bit of an interesting story about footy, don't you? When you, do you want to just touch on when you played for Sturt? Uh, West Adelaide. West Adelaide. West Adelaide when I broke my neck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's what I was going to say. I mean, it didn't really sort of go the way, my footy journey didn't really go the way I was sort of wanting it to. When I was, you know, 17, 18, I was playing league footy out at West Adelaide. Yeah. Going well, and the aim was to try and, you know, push as, as far as I could. Um, ended up uh, one game, going back with a flight of the footy, jumped up, took a mark, and, and I got tunnelled. Um, yeah. My legs got taken out from underneath me and flipped upside down, landed on my head and, and broke my neck. Yeah. Um, and that thing, probably something that happened, when that happened as well, I didn't think about it, but that obviously knocks your, your mental That's state as well. That's I was going well. with that yeah. as well, I think. Do, do you feel like that might have impacted on... Yeah, 100%. You know, looking, yeah. looking back at it now and in... Um, Years gone by, um, as I was, you know, still playing footy just at a local level, um, I'd always think, you know, oh, what could have been? Mm. And that would, it, it still sort of boils in me today, but not as much as to get me upset and worked up. I've sort of let that go now. Yeah. I've learned to deal with that. But, yeah. you know, years after that, I, you know, when I was 25, 26, 27, I've been like, you know, I'm not going to get that chance again. Yeah. And I, I wasn't. I didn't come to terms with that. Now I have. And I mean, what happens, happens. It mustn't have been meant to be. Mm. But I did struggle with that for a long time. Mm. A really, really long time. Yeah. Yeah. But now I'm, I'm fine. fine. Oh, good, yeah. man. Yeah. Do, do you... Um, I'd like to... Um, I'd like to... I think it'd be helpful for other people to understand maybe like when you're saying like you're much more woke to... Yeah. When you know you're going to start feeling a bit average. Yeah. Could, could you maybe like explain to people who might, you know, be feeling the same way that aren't so woke like yeah you know what 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 would be some of the the feelings or like symptoms that might be yeah. starting to happen in your life over the course of days or weeks where you weren't so woke to it before but now you understand that yeah oh it might be me starting to feel a bit average yeah so going into that the, the first thing I'd, I'd say to people and i really want to reiterate this point is that it's it's very cliche, but it's okay to feel like that. Like mm. it's okay to not feel okay. It's so cliche, and we hear it a lot. Yeah. But it's perfectly fine. Don't feel like you're uh, a weird person or you're not a normal person for feeling like that. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of my little triggers. Um, I will start to feel. Well, in general, I'm an overthinker, but I will really process things. Like yep. I'll overthink things. Um, I'll start to feel like that heaviness. Mm-hmm. I'll still start to feel lethargic. Um, it might even manifest in like small little panic attacks. When I was when I was at my worst, um, prior to prior to starting to work for yourself and that, yeah. um, I would I'd be I'd literally just be driving down the road for for no reason whatsoever. My chest would just feel like someone was like gripping my chest. I, yeah. I could struggle to breathe. I just start breathing really quickly, start hyperventilating burst out in tears for for no reason no idea why and yeah you there's you couldn't put it back to the there was a particular trigger or there's anything. not one just one thing maybe. just a just a, maybe a build-up i might have had you know one thing go wrong at work or you know something outside of work might have happened and i didn't sort of put them hand in hand but yeah i could never say you know on that particular day what's caused me to have this little panic attack sort mm. of thing and you know why is this sort of happening to me but now i've got those coping mechanisms and things that i can do and someone that i can go see to talk about it with and i think that's the biggest thing is is having someone not only in a professional sense like a professional 
who you go and see, but people who you're comfortable with yeah. talking about about it. Yeah, it's I I say it time and time again. It is the worst thing you can do is staying quiet. Yeah, you have to. I know it's uncomfortable and outside of some people's comfort zones, but the best thing I did was to speak to someone about it who yeah. understands what's going on. Yeah, definitely. So so how does the I mean between that. Per, is it one person you particularly go and see all the time like that you have a relationship with now or yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i think um that's another thing as well is finding someone who you are comfortable to talk to about it i went through probably two or three people not that they weren't good at what they did they were very good at what they did but you just i think you have to have that sort of gel yeah. with who you're speaking to yeah. um and i didn't really feel like a good connection they understood everything that i was going through but the comfortability of the conversation wasn't wasn't there yeah sort of thing and that's fine you find someone who you're, you're comfortable with yeah yeah definitely. so what does the like um professional relationship i suppose look like is it like you know because i'm guessing that sometimes when you might be having or feeling like you might you seem a lot better now but when you might be coming up to have like a bit of an episode or you yeah. know if is it is it like i'd just like to know how it actually works between you and this person like can you just get in there quickly is there a huge wait time like yeah. how does that sort of function Gen- generally with with mine who i go and see um you do have your set appointments and obviously because uh, me- mental health conditions um are very prevalent obviously mm. um and people do go and address them a lot more nowadays which is great um, but that then also puts the strain on the availability of who you go and yeah. see. They're always available for me in my particular situation via phone call. Yep. If I'm ever feeling like at a loss or, you know, overwhelmed, I'll, I'll call, I can call them straight away mm-hmm. and talk to them. If they're in a session, you know, they'll take two, three, four, five, ten minutes yep. to chat to me if, if they need. That's unreal. Um, but having, yeah, having that point of contact yep. is, is massive. It is, it is huge. Yeah, that's killer. Um, what how do you see like mental health and the workplace functioning together like what are the things you think are important especially in like a environment we're in where it's lads probably yep. a bit of that toxic masculinity going on where yeah. guys would not want to yeah. admit they're not feeling great what what do you think is important to implement or you know speak about in the workplace yeah i think to, just to make sure um first of all people are uh comfortable and understand that like i just said before it's okay to not be okay yeah to make sure people in the workplace are there to talk to you about it they're yeah. there to understand your issues i mean we see each other you know every day they're the people at work are the people who you see all of the time and they have to you know if for instance if i came in and you could tell that i wasn't right or anything like yeah. that you know a five second chat or something like that to understand that you know i might not be my best today you know this is why i'm going through something just that understanding in the workplace and i think people knowing that they can come to work and feel average but that's okay because people around them know something's Mm. going on Mm. and it's a comfortable environment to still be in while you're feeling like that a lot of people are scared to go into work because they think that they'll be judged yeah because they're they're not feeling great Mm -hmm. and people might not always have to delve into it deeply but i just think that understanding needs to be there that people aren't going to be 100 percent bright and bouncy all the time Mm. at work 100 percent of the time yeah that's just not how the human brain functions yeah i think first and foremost it's really important that people understand when you're at work it's okay to not be at the top of your game all the time yeah Yeah. i'd say and mate that's so from my perspective being 
you know, the leader of a company, man, I'll tell you, that's yeah. that's a burden actually. Yeah. Like, because hell of a lot of the time I'm rocking up to work and not feeling like I want to see anybody. Yeah, 100%. But I I don't I don't have that. I just don't really have that um, ability to do that, yeah. for lack of a better word. So that, that is quite a burden actually sometimes. Yeah. I find that pretty hard to deal with where you just rock, you just, you know, those when you have those down days, and they definitely happen a lot as a business owner. Yeah, um, they're difficult to deal with. I think you definitely get better at it over time. But yeah, yeah. you do have days where you. I think for for sort of a like a lack of a better term, <laughs> you're like a like a dad figure at work. Like yeah. you, you're the you're the owner. Um, end of the day, everyone's going to be looking at how you are. Yeah, and I guarantee everyone would probably be able to tell if you if you're sort of having an off day, mm. and that's sort of something you know. I've, I've said to you in, in passing before, you know, if you're not feeling good, man, just yeah, chat to me. You, you know, do. It's, hit, it's, hit imp- it's important. That, yeah. Yeah. Like, you I know, know when I'm not right. Yeah, it's it's just because, like, I genuinely care. Like, I, I, I know how hard it is, like, battling mental mm. demons, feeling horrible coming into work and everything like that. And I just want people to understand that I'm... Yeah, I'm not going to... I don't care. Like, I'm not going to judge you for what you're going through. I just, yeah. If you need someone to chat to... I appreciate you when you do that, yeah. man. Yeah, I really time. do. yeah. Um, just lastly on that I'd like to ask like do you so when you're having those off days yeah. you know like we've spoken about just now yeah. so do you how do you like do you, you don't mind it when people say to you hey mate like you know you're not feeling the best today no it's you that, think, it's that care factor yeah. like if someone okay like I I, I you know, people have told me I've got a grumpy face walking around sometimes, <laughs> whatever. Okay, I can deal with that. My wife tells me that and stuff like that. But if someone can genuinely sense that, you know, I'm not good, it it makes me feel less odd, if you know okay. what I mean. Like when so someone you actually asks appreciate me, yeah, when they... If someone asks me, I'm like, you know, it's, yeah. it's okay. They actually genuinely care. You know, it's nice nice to to hear that. And I, I say that with the boys. I'm out in the field, you know, some of um, the blokes that work sort of under us sort of thing. Mm. I've... I've being able to tell that they're they're not good and i've asked them and i can tell speaking in latter days or you know later that day that they actually really did appreciate yeah checking in on them yeah because i I, yeah 100 percent. because i think sometimes it might if it probably does maybe come down to culture a bit and the person because i feel you know sometimes you might people might want to snap your head off if you ask them like you know well fucking it's not right you know yeah so i think maybe that might be part of creating the culture hey it's like you need to create that culture where we all we all maybe admit or let everyone know that hey we're all human man like i have really shit days as well yeah so maybe they do feel a bit more comfortable to just like be like actually you know what yeah i'm not really feeling that good today yeah thanks for noticing yeah exactly you know? the acknowledgement so, and the the comfortable culture is is exactly the first and foremost point that i think at at a work environment um mm. the comfortability factor as soon as people know that they're right to say yeah just like what you said i feel yeah. like shit yeah what advice would you give to a like a young a young fella like if you zoom back to when you were 18 you know i'd like to know what you would you would say to a young fella who or or doesn't it, a young lass who yeah. might you know be not feeling so good but they're not really too sure about what to do yeah maybe they don't even want to admit that they're feeling yeah shit house um yeah. what advice do you have for those sorts of people you know going through what you've been through and you know everything's easy in hindsight so you, i'd yeah. say you'd probably have some 
good advice for them? I think the good the good part about young people um, nowadays, before I go into that, is that mental health is recognised a lot more. So there's more services, contacts, and yeah. things like that that you can go seek out. But if I was if I was looking at um, if I was looking at eighteen year old me, um, and I was feeling like that, I would just now I'd say you know just go see someone, whether it be your GP or something like that. You can go do a mental health assessment at your local GP, and then they'll guide you in the right direction. Yeah, from there with recommendations and things like that, and and don't be scared. Just I know it's hard in the time and place. It's just like, you know, taking a deep breath before you go underwater for five minutes in a yeah. breath-holding competition. As soon as you're under there and you do it and you get back up or whatever, it's done deal, you're fine, it's behind you. Yeah. It's taking that initial plunge is what's really hard. But once you're there, people make you feel so comfortable, no matter who you are, no matter where you come from or anything mm-hmm. like that. So just take that first step, go get yourself assessed and make yourself feel comfortable with who you're around and yeah yeah go from there that's good advice and i I think that sort of goes to every everything in life the first step is always the The hardest hardest you know and then almost it and i think that's like that's really important point to let these people these young people know anybody actually is that yeah it the first step is the hardest and then almost like everything you do after the first step, you look back and you think, "Why didn't I just do that?" Yeah, ages ago wasn't even that bad. Yeah, so that, you always exactly right. You always one thing I carry now is like you always make I always make things out to be worse than what they're going to be. They're yeah. never as bad as I think they're going to be. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so sort of cat- catastrophize something. Yeah, so like it's not going to be as worse as what what goes yeah. on. Yeah, and especially thing. from a mental health perspective, because you can that's what you're doing isn't it you're getting in your head so hard yeah, that massively you know yeah. you can just totally talk yourself out of anything yeah you know it's, and it's like a um it's a big release man as well like when you're you're so scared to go and talk to someone but then it's almost like it builds yourself up because you come out of the first session or you come out your doctor's appointment and you're like i did it yeah you know i, I went and did that like i've what does I that feel like, mate? Because that, that first, do you remember the yeah, first I do, time? I do, what was I do. it like? It was, I thought I would come out sort of like a, oh, whatever, like I'd be still a mess after it and stuff like that. But it literally felt like a weight, like a, honestly, a ton weight was lifted off my shoulders. Yeah. Man. It was a massive release. Like yeah. I've done the first step because I, I want to get better. Um, man, it wasn't as hard as what I thought. Oh. Like they just listened to me. Um, they understood. Like they weren't judgmental. Yeah. Um, and they got me on the right path to, to where I am now is, you know, feeling a lot better than where I, where I was. Yeah. yeah. So good, mate. Yeah, it's unreal. Well, mate, I think we might wrap it up. I think yeah. thanks so much for coming on nah, and good. being so, um, you know, vulnerable, man. You know, that's huge. And appreciate yeah. everything you do around our workplace. Um, you know, we're, you always hit me up saying you, you know we're trying to build it into our workplace and you're definitely leading that and it's huge for us so thanks man no, thank you for so. that all good um and i guess i'd like i'm hoping that any of the boys who might be listening to this from our workplace yeah now they 100 percent know that you know if they ever need to come to somebody i think you would Big appreciate time. it if Absolutely. they came to you yeah so thanks so much mate um really appreciate it no, thanks for having cheers, me cheers mate cheers mate Thanks for tuning in to another Plumify podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, LinkedIn, and all the usual podcast platforms.